and welcome to Aldi's Mamia and Me podcast. I'm Jen Hogan and today I'm joined by the one and only One Yummy Mummy, Jolene Cox. You may know Jolene from her food blog, One Yummy Mummy, or from her regular appearances on television, cooking alongside her co-chef and daughter, Lily May. We're going to be chatting about her journey from food blogger to best-selling author, and she'll be giving us tips on how to get the kids to eat their school lunches, and she'll be telling us how we can deal with fussy eaters, which she knows all about being a long-time friend of mine. Jolene, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you here. Jen, thanks for having me. I am so excited about this. Oh, likewise, it's great, great to have you here. Come here, tell me, how did you... I know, I mean, I know lots about you, but what I don't <laughs> know... I did too much, too much, says she nervously. <laughs> what I don't know is because you were in, you were in the whole business of blogging when I met you. Mm-hmm. How did you get started? So I first started a blog, as you know, when a blog wasn't even a thing. So... Um, I was in the mother mother and toddler groups and I always loved to cook and I was sharing recipes every week. So um, my thing would be about trying to cook from scratch, but breaking down the barriers and making it as easy and accessible as possible using everyday ingredients that you can get in your local butcher supermarket, for instance. So. I was sharing these recipes with the moms and I was writing them out first. Mm. And I was thinking, what would be a really easy way of doing this just for the moms at my local mother and toddler group? And I was seeing these little blogs pop up and I was going, why don't I create a little food blog? And I started sharing the recipes. And at first it was the readership Mm -hmm. was the mothers from the mother and toddler group. But then it started to grow. And like this, there was like the readership started to grow by the month. At that time, we had to find a catchy name for a blog. Now, to my regret, calling it One Yummy Mummy, because <laughs> every time I have to give my email address out, every time I have to say, oh, um, so who are you? Um, I'm One Yummy Mummy. Like, but um, it's, it's, it's got to do with food. You know? whole, yeah. Have you notions there? Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I didn't really think this true. You know, I just thought it was like a good play on words. You know what I mean? Honestly, I don't feel like I'm a yummy mummy, but it was like... That that part goes without saying. uh, Well, you know, but when you have to explain where it came from, you know, it is a play on words with um, my main audience is mothers and um, we are talking about easy, accessible food here. And how old was um, how old was Lily May when you started doing it? So Lil's was eighteen months when mm. I posted the first blog post. Yes, so she was only a tiny tot, and it was really just sharing very very simple easy everyday recipes but having little tips and tricks as well for parents because at this time um the parents I was chatting to the the one of the biggest obstacles that 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 they were coming to me about was cooking from scratch it's so time consuming yeah. so I was trying to say to them like okay these are 40 minute recipes and people wanted to cut down on 
the total convenience, you know what I mean? But um, wanted to use fresh ingredients, but just some, we grew up in the 80s, mm. you know, so just didn't, this is the era yeah. of TV dinners, you know yeah. what I mean? So Crispy sometimes, pancakes. yes, yes, that's it. All that great stuff that our moms, you know what I mean? That, you Data know, waffles. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That, you know, certain people do still love to this day. So, I just have to intervene here. Is it true? Is it true that your daughter didn't know what beans were. Uh, beans, like I mean no. beans. <laughs> no, the thing is, right, I, I'm not a fan of baked beans, right? But what my daughter didn't know was spaghetti hoops, actually. Oops, sorry, hoops. <laughs> it was spaghetti hoops. And um, it was so funny because I spaghetti hoops and toast was a bit of a staple tea. or five a day. Oh God, in our house, definitely. And Even um, says on the t- <laughs> Yeah, it does. And, um, but I remember um, getting, it was actually a press drop of spaghetti hoops. So it was, and I thought this was a good time to introduce Lils to this Irish staple that we all grew up with. <laughs> and she just looked at them and she was like, no, not for me. Sorry. This was not freshly homemade. <laughs> See, I mean, <laughs> the, the idea of it being freshly homemade. I mean, that kind of is a bit terrifying. It's terrifying for people like me yeah. who don't. Well, I mean, I consider if I have put a couple of potatoes in the microwave that I have cooked or, or no, sorry, I could put them in the main oven either. I've baked them and in theory I have baked them. But but the idea of sitting down and starting everything from scratch. Well, number one, Jen, I know you have seven kids, so I'm not going to beat you up about baking your potatoes because you have to probably peel about seven stones. A lot of potatoes, a lot of um, No, what I really try and do because... I understand these issues that, um, you know, where we're coming from. And it is about trying to make it as easy as possible. And, you know, if you're baking your potatoes, you know what I mean? You're doing OK. Now, I know you're not a huge fan of the air fryer that has come along. But it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is. The air fryer is con. Come on, we can just admit it here. Uh, now, can't we? Know, the air fryer is. I think if you're cooking for a bigger family, yes. I do. Yeah, I, I can't agree with you because you know what, it's you're pretty, you're you're putting it, you're yeah, like your oven is going to be a bit more convenient, yeah. you know, let's call it speed a speed. But your slow cooker there, which I love a slow cooker recipe, something that you can prep and forget mm. about. You know what I mean? You're literally just prepping all your ingredients that morning. You're dumping it into your slow cooker and you're coming home that evening to the waft of maybe curry or stew or whatever around the house. Something I always feel really smug when I share because there is a lot of like some you can't put a raw onion in a slow cooker, right? So anyone that has tried to use their slow cooker and maybe thinking, okay, I'm going to just completely cut out the step of the prep Mm. you know you have there's a tiny little bit of prep the reason your onion is still going to taste raw and your dish is going to be completely ruined so tip number one is always kind of fry your onion or if you do have the time on a Sunday and okay you're going to say to me who has time for this is to bulk fry and maybe you can freeze you know what I mean and then when you're dumping in to your slow cooker that that little process is done as well you need just I would say five really good recipes okay on your cooking repertoire and and once you have the got the 
got the recipe up your sleeve, you are going to be a domestic goddess. See, you make it sound like this is achievable, right? But I mean, it I is. don't think I have a domestic goddess bone in my body, right? Mm. Which is... Goddess, yeah. Go- <laughs> I think so. so. so I, just, I just can't see how... I mean, and again, maybe it's coming back to trying to motivate yourself to pay a peel of 10 kg bag of spuds every time you want to feed the family. And there's that, I suppose there's that yeah. side of things, isn't it? Is there, is there a way that, you know, we can make things a little bit easier? Well, this is where we get the kids involved as well, you know, and this is... My one true passion is getting the kids into the kitchen, as Mm. you know. And I know it's easier said than done because like as busy parents, you're like going by bringing the kids into this, it's just going to cause more mess. It's just going to cause more arguments. It's just going. But it's teaching your kids at a young age that this is just going to be a natural progression you're going to pass on skills for life and they're getting involved when they get involved in what's going on and what they are eating they become more excited about it and that's when the magic I feel happens is when you are getting your kids into the kitchen as well involved in what you are cooking involved in what they are eating you know you're right actually even as I'm saying that and I was there is part of me maybe it's just that I'm resistant to cooking maybe it's (laughs) that fear of failure I'm not sure what it is but I I do I do remember actually before having my two youngest children involved in cooking a dish um, part of something we were working on and Mm. uh, they were cooking a dish and they ate food that they would never normally touch because they were involved in the creation even though they knew the ingredients that went into it were things that they didn't typically eat I'll concede there is absolutely and I suppose that's what you've been trying to get me to realise for a while there is that ability to maybe encourage our children to be a little bit more adventurous when we get them involved in cooking things themselves Yes So what's stopping us? Like fussy eating is one of the biggest issues that Mm. parents come to me with. And sometimes like it's not even about the food. Okay, now, if a parent comes to me for advice, I would always say to them, number one, go to your GP first, because if it is just being something suddenly out of out of the blue, a child has stopped eating or um, it could be lingering tummy tummy bug. It could be numerous things going on. It could be a little bit of anxiety because, you know, yourself, there's certain things that um, food evolves around, food evolves around everything for the child. But sometimes it can be about trust. It can be about choice. You know yourself, we all love a bit of beige food. And the reason... (laughs) I love this. You know yourself. What are you insinuating, Jolene Cox? (laughs) We all might love a digestive for breakfast. You know what I mean? She's out with me. I thought I was the one did the outing. (laughs) But the thing is, the thing is about the beige food, right, is that the child trusts this food because they know exactly what they're getting. So they might, you might say, oh, my child will only eat eat plain pasta. There is so many issues there that you can delve into, like, but the one thing is that they know by eating plain pasta, they know exactly what they're getting mm. every time. It's that thing of you putting blood, sweat and tears into a lasagna, right? And your kids devouring it one week and the next week going, I don't like that. And you're going, what do you mean you don't like it? 
And for from their point of view, it's like it doesn't look the exact same as it did last yeah. week. So or, you know, maybe we didn't have as much time or we didn't have. So there is an there's that trust thing with mm-hmm. kids that they need to know. They might say, oh, I don't like this or yeah, had it last week. No, it wasn't that last week or what mm-hmm. that insulting um, phrase that a child goes, what's this? And you're like going, oh. <laughs> regular occurrence in my head. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly what it is. You had it last week. You go, no, I didn't have that last week. But, you know, when a child gets involved in cooking from scratch themselves. They're getting hands on mm. with fresh ingredients. Now, I'm not calling this a fi- quick fix here. This, it it is a work in progress all the time. Like a child needs to try a new food between 10 and 15 times. You know what I mean? Before, you know, they, they're, it's, it can be introduced mm. fully if they are a fussy eater. Yeah. You know what I mean? We do. We are lucky enough. Some kids will just wolf anything down. You know what I mean? But if we're talking particularly about fussy eating, the the pros of getting them into the kitchen and hands on with fresh ingredients, it's the curiosity there. They're feeling, they're touching, they're getting involved before it even hits the plate. And then when they sit down to eat it, they know what exactly has gone into this dish. So and they have put it in there and they're feeling really proud. And they're holding up their plate and going, look what I've done here. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then they're like, OK, I'll give it a go. It's funny you say that because I know we're, we're joking about beige food, but that's obviously so accurate with me. And I was that child who was a fussy eater who grew up then to be that adult who's a fussy eater. And I, I wrote about this um, last year, I think it was. Well, I wrote about it in the Irish Times about being a fussy eater. And I couldn't, I can understand why so many parents get in touch with you because I couldn't believe the number of parents who came back to me. There were some who said that they took comfort out of reading it going, okay, so you grew up to be a fully functioning adult and you know, you you look okay. Like you look like you survived in spite of living on a very limited diet. But I didn't actually grow out of it. And I broke my mother's heart growing up. Like she took me to the GP um, she, and the GP kind of would, would not be quite dismissive, but would say, she's grand, leave her, let her have whatever and hand me a, a shortcake biscuit or something on the way out. I suppose as an adult now, I'm aware, you know, that I need to try and make some changes. So again, when we go out, you'll see it's always to the same places because I'll be able to eat the food there. And and, and for me, I'm totally comfortable when I know I can go somewhere and I can eat the food. Like my biggest nightmare is for somebody to be entertaining me, me coming over to their house and them perhaps think that they're going to convince me to eat something else and me worrying about stressing them out, you know, or, or insulting them even, not even just stressing them out, insulting them because they'll take it personally that there's something wrong with what they've cooked as opposed to the fact if you've just given me plain chicken breast, few spuds and some, put some carrots on the plate but makes you feel happy, I'll eat them, you know. But, yeah. but if they'd done that, I'd have been in my element. And people, people struggle with that side of things. But is there, but, but there were a lot of people tried to find a reason for it. So again, in the commentary that followed that column, there were people getting in touch to ask, um, was I autistic? 
Did I have traumatic experiences with food? I am autistic and I didn't have traumatic experiences with food, but I have a strong aversion to certain textures yeah, and to uh, and I don't know. Common. I just can't. The smell I find overwhelming yeah. or the te- like if you put if you put I won't sit at the table with somebody mm. who has tomato ketchup on the table. If you've got ketchup on the table, I'm moving somewhere else. It's a standing joke in my house. Like my kids can torment me with 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 ketchup. How do you manage that with kids? So like I'm a grown up and I know that's irrational. How do you manage that with kids? Number one, you are a grown up and you have you have choice. So, you know, and you haven't grown up with that access to cooking, Mm -hmm. you know, so you like when when we grew up, there was the attitude towards food. It was finish what's on your plate. like, And even Mm -hmm. if you didn't like it, you could be your gag reflexes was real. Yep. You know what I mean? And it was, it was that thing of you, you finish mm-hmm. what's on your plate, you know, and I think that doesn't help. Okay. Because it's always good to have the choice over, over your food. Yeah. Okay. And once it's your choice to eat it, and once you have had access to cooking or the fresh ingredients or and you know what there'll be some foods that you might never eat I hate baked beans you know that's <laughs> I that, like I have a phobia of being in a bath of beans you know that like that people. <laughs> I'm laughing and I know these rational <laughs> fears of food you know so yeah. I get it I get it but it's the introduction at an early age that it's not this foreign thing that suddenly this is what we're eating now mm-hmm. you know like we are a country that grew up and bloody meat and two veg you yeah. know what I mean as we've come on we have become so elaborate you know what I mean with our dishes and our yeah. tastes or whatever but I find that kids now don't underestimate them mm-hmm. don't underestimate them and it's not a quick fix like you think oh and do you know what I hate oh my oh my complete faux pas when it comes to cooking with kids is smiley face food or let's make it oh this is like it's it's about making it real for them yeah. it's an, it's about talking to them like they are you know what I mean real people we're not going to make you eat a sunflower pancake because you know what I mean pancakes don't come like this you know what I mean let's yeah. like make real food you know and they feel so grown up doing that so you wouldn't be into designing the food like when you say smiley face you mean literally putting a smiley face on, do you? I just mean, yeah, that food, like an awful lot of children's cookbooks, for instance, like would, that are aimed at children is not really teaching them life skills. Yeah. It's about let's, and I am all about making food fun. When they start cooking, they're going to enjoy it and it's going to be fun. But like, um, yes, like making your salad into a butterfly or mm-hmm. like it's like let's I, I have a salad that I cook with the kids and it's called basically please try it salad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, uh, please try it salad. Yeah. Uh, just please try it. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like if you don't like it, that's fine. We're going to cook it. And, you know, what I mean? we're, we're all going to yeah. g- give it a try. And I have had 40 kids on a live cook along Zoom try the salad because they've put everything in it but because it's like please try it this is this is the we're not hiding what we're going to yeah. do at the it's, end of it it's now. still a salad I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. it's still a salad okay but if you don't like it 
They say, I don't like it. I go, okay, you don't like it today. <laughs> they go to me, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. You don't like it today. I put it away. But that doesn't mean your taste buds are tiny now. They're only tiny mm. at the minute. They're going to grow and going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And the more you try that, you will eventually your taste buds are going to grow and they're going to come stronger and they're going to come bigger and you're going to really like it. And that's it's not going to it's not 100 percent foolproof, but in my experience, it it's does work. work. And come here, what do you reckon then? Because again, I remember my parents trying to get me to eat vegetables. Now, funnily enough, I eat them now and I love peas mm-hmm. now. I love peas now. But it took years of me sitting at the dining room table battling and fighting with them and just like going hungry because I wasn't being offered that and and them handing me green mash and telling me that there were no peas in that potato. What do you Yeah, mean? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> what happened to what happened to the, the spuds? Mummy <laughs> 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 didn't like why are the green? No, <laughs> Jennifer. There's no peas in there, Jennifer. You know, that's what I'm being told that the colour like do, but do the we fact, should we hide? But no no no. The fact that you just said that you you didn't like vegetables as a kid yeah. and you love them now yeah. is just living proof that your taste buds change. change and you obviously there was there was something that changed there it wasn't the you finish everything on your plate yeah. or whatever that's going to have an adverse effect we know that now you know what it I mean kind of that, or when you're full to trust that when a child says to you that they're full okay, that is a really trust. important one isn't it because yeah. that's something maybe where there's that difference between the generations as well and I think I'd, I'd have heard parents discuss this a fair amount and I'd have seen it myself and you know I'm dishing up food to the to the five million at home and you're you're feeding you're feeding different children who have different appetites, who are different ages. And I'd always have I'd always have this discussion at home where I expect them to eat a reasonable amount to keep them healthy and well. But this idea of battling with people to finish what's on their plate. Do you what do you reckon we're making food a battle there? Yeah. I I actually think that by saying that you have to finish something, you know, it, it it is such a tricky, you know what I mean? There is such a balance there mm. that we do have to trust our children that, you know, keep an eye on how much they've eat fair, mm. eaten fair enough. And if they have had some trust that they're full, you know what yeah. I mean? Because by us saying that one more bite is that for us or for for the child? Is that to make us feel better? And I know it's only out of concern and out of love for our kids that we want them to be full and be happy. But that one more bite, is that just to clear your plate, yeah. that mentality? Or to say, are you really full or do you not want any more? Or do you like it? You know what I mean? Just tell me the truth. Trying to establish yeah, it. Yeah. Because it's, you don't want to push them to eat beyond appetite yeah. but at the same you know because it's, that's the so that's a different worry isn't it? that's that different practice you're yeah. afraid of you know where they instinctively you must clear your plate because it's there as opposed to eating to appetite and trying to have those healthy habits going forward I suppose one of the things that's the biggest challenge and again I know this as an adult and I know this as the parent of loads of children I'm sure you'll be the same as an adult and as a mm-hmm. parent too the challenge of sugar like how do we get around that? Because you'll have your kid turn around or you know, certainly I'll have my kids turn around. I know I do it myself. I'll go, if I eat this, I can have that. So if I have my spuds and veg there, I can have the chocolate cake that's outside. I can have that afterwards. And the way we kind of move towards using food as a reward. 
How do, I mean, sugar, there's sugar in everything. But this is, this I suppose, sometimes we're even kidding ourselves, aren't we? Where we think we've made healthy choices and, and we may, may not have because there's sugar everywhere. Yeah, the thing is about sugar and sweet treats and things like that. I, I do believe that restriction is definitely not the way to go. We've all been at the kids' birthday party mm. where the child hoovering up the treats of the floor that you don't want to be your child but is the one that is restricted. You know, it's like food is food and it's, I think that it's so important to give our kids the information around the food. The more that as parents that we do use fresh ingredients and we cook from scratch, the more we know that there's going to be less sugar in mm. this, okay? And yeah. if it's all about balance, it everything is all about, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the yin and the yang, the good with the bad. And of course, the, you know, our sugary stuff is going to taste better. But it's about giving the kids the information. Now, this is going to, you're going to, you may get a sugar rush or there's going to be more energy there. Or we have, you know, like sometimes like we can't eat sugary treats because of our teeth mm. as well. It's about giving the kids the information, but not restriction. You know, like I try to watch the language around food as good food and bad food. And, you know, it's about trying to have that healthy ba mm. balance for children around all foods, you know, and understanding that, um, you know, that your fruit and your veg and you know what I mean, your your fresh ingredients, the more of that you eat, um, you know, the fitter and, you know, your body will work better. Mm -hmm. And it's about giving them the information. It's it's interesting you say that. It sounds like, I suppose, I'm, I think we probably know that, but we still are a bit guilty yeah. of it, of underestimating kids too, aren't we? Like even, even sharing that and talking to them about the wider things, making them have that understanding about... The, the harm sugar can do, but also, again, not not veering yeah. into the good and bad, yeah. but just being being a bit mindful of sugar. Whoa! Prices keep dropping in-store at Aldi. With loads of your favourites getting the price drop treatment. Like high-protein mousse 200 grams was 175 now 149 Melt-in-the-middle-fish cakes two-pack was 349 now 299 And Irish lean beef burgers two-pack was 289 now 249 Ooh, lean burger. Lean price. Follow the path to lower prices. Go all Aldi. Prices checked 8th of the 1st, 24. Details aldi.ie forward slash save. So when you're not cooking with Lily May at home, we wouldn't see you cooking on the TV and or on social media with Lily May or even your kids in the kitchen classes and Lily May. Will you tell me how, how did all this come about? So we all know that Lil's really is the star of the show here. But um, yes, so for a nine year old, uh, eight when she first started cooking on the telly, um, to cook live like that is such a big deal. Now, um, because it's so natural to her um, and I think because it's so unusual to see a child at a young age mm -hmm. cook like a pro yeah. like her, that we have been lucky enough to to put our kids in the kitchen message out there on the telly and um, on my social media channel and work with like lots of household names you know what I mean <laughs> which is amazing so yeah we cook on the Today Show as well during midterm breaks which is amazing she is never nervous like she just 
takes this as part of her life. Mm-hmm. Like she will go into a studio and I think because she just cooks with me all the time, she can chat about like making a curry mm-hmm. paste. I remember the first time we made a curry live on telly. She would talk about um, and now we're going to add um, the tomato puree and um, we will put a tiny, tiny pinch of sugar in that just to offset the acidity in the tomato. <laughs> Oh my God, like, you know, but it's, it's just comes so natural to her. And yes, we develop recipes together and we have, um, we cook every week on our um, social media channels, as we say, like she will come into me and she'll say, oh, do you know what? Um, I would love to do um, a ramen noodle with egg or whatever. I think that the kids that watch us will will love that, you know, as well. So as um, we have cooked together um, more and more, our social media audience have grown, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, as well. And it is because she's so natural. And social media, I mean, I know that's always a difficult one. And me and you have been yeah. active on social media for a number of years. And and you've seen how it's changed and you've seen yeah. the great things that can happen on social media, but also the challenges that being on social media brings. How do you manage that with Lily May? Yeah, it is always a struggle, you know, with mm-hmm. yourself. And um, the thing is that this is a positive thing. Lily May is such a positive kid. Mm-hmm. Um, she's cooking with her mom, and we're teaching so many other families how to do this. Okay, they're do- like I have been very, very lucky that I have received very little negativity. Mm -hmm. I have been very lucky because they know that this is a positive good thing that we are trying to do and there's no better way of introducing or enticing kids into the kitchen than to have another child there because otherwise it's just another adult talking at kids. You know what I mean? She is really, really happy and she, it would be now at this stage for her not to be doing it with me, it would it would hurt her. You know what yeah. I mean? It's she like really it's, wants it's the other. She really wants. She's to kind be. of grown up as part of the blog, hasn't she? Because yeah. if you're saying that she was 18 months old when you started, and now she's 10, and she's grown up. It's like as part of the whole one yummy mummy yeah. experience. It is like we are a little tag team. We are a little team yeah. together, and you know when she stops wanting to be part of it, of course, that will be a conversation that we have. But no, as she's grown, she's got, you know, it's like they're, they're, her her part of it has grown as well. You yeah. know what I mean? But she is 10. I do understand that. Yeah. You know, and she is the arty type and she loves drama and she loves like her voiceovers like are amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that her expression and um. It's the the way she expresses herself through this. I can honestly feel as a parent, she loves it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm very lucky in that way. But I am under no illusion that that could end at any time as well. You know, in terms of underestimating kids. And I know I've watched you in awe and I've watched your daughter in awe because I'm looking at Lils and I'm going, 
how can that child cook better than me? <laughs> so there is there is a slight intimidation going on here too as well and, and a bit of an inferiority complex, Lily Mae. But at the same time, like what age did you start getting Lily Mae involved in it? Because if, if this is a thing that we're going to do where we're going to get our kids involved in cooking so that they're more willing to try it and so that we have the advantage of knowing exactly what's in the food that we're cooking. What age do you start that at? It's like a preschool age is is perfect. Yeah, yeah. I like I have been cooking with Lil's like since she was two and a half. Mm. And there's always little jobs that, you know, is age appropriate. Mm. And um, like she's been peeling garlic, for instance. And, you know, there's like peeling onions, like chopping a mushroom with um, your butter knife, you know, starting yeah. off with from a very, very early age, she she has been doing that, but it's progressed on till now. She is cooking a lasagna and a curry mm-hmm. and noodles and she's coming home herself and she's using her knife. But we have our she has her knife skills mm-hmm. down. A sharp knife is actually safer than a blunt knife, but it's all these safety tips and tricks so you can't just What do you mean a sharp knife is safer than a blunt knife? For a child yes because it's going to now if we're going to cook with a child number one right your chopping board you have to make sure that's stable so we put a little damp cloth in under that and that's going to steady that okay now a sharp knife is safer because it's going to cut through the onion. Okay. If you're using a blunt knife, it's going to, you know what I mean? It's going to, there's, it's going to wobble all over the place. They're so not it, going to it's be going able, against our instinct yes, here, really. That's it. Yeah. So if right, so we have little method like the methods of chopping that we teach yeah. the kids. Now there is an adult pre- present, but for instance, like there's the bridge method that um, if they're chopping, like say around fruit or veg like an onion or um, a tomato that they're holding it down and the knife goes in between so it's not near their fingers right so if they have like a sharp knife for instance it's just going to slice straight through and then once it's cut in half right it's going to be more steady on your chopping board and then we talk about the claw method that their fingers aren't even near the knife and they're chopping like pros. The pride these kids feel. It is the messages sometimes that I receive after a class is just unbelievable. And Lil's, because she's been doing it for so long, yeah. it comes so naturally to her. And she absolutely loves it. She 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 feels so proud of herself being able to cook for herself. And yeah, I, I I am so proud. Of I can see the pride yes. even in your <laughs> face there, both talking about Lily May and the kids. I meanwhile, I'm going. Oh, let me try that with a tomato. <laughs> see how that one works out. We'll, we'll do we'll we'll do a little um we will do a little demo with I'll you, Jen. De- Jen, you just need to basically do this. I'll be in the next cooking club. Yeah, yeah. There, going right. We're all we go to Jen this now. Is our new member, she... Jen here. What are you to you, Jen? Hey, hey guys, thirty two. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Look at me with a sharp knife. <laughs> but, Yay! <laughs> but there is that fear of the sharp knives. And I think, and it's a terrible thing to say because my sister's left-handed too and she goes mad when she I'm hears people, you're left-handed. <laughs> okay, so you're left-handed. And I have a son is left-handed. And I feel quite fearful 
when I it, you know it's this right handed oh, kind of view of the world I, I feel fearful when I see my son with the with anything yeah, sharp in his yeah, left hand yeah I, I I look so awkward when I'm chopping anything to be honest I don't know I, I've never noticed that or even I remember butter and toast as a child yeah. saying to me I'm, oh, you look like you're about to stick the butter in your ear because of being left handed but um, see I think it all looks the same when you're holding you the wine glass cheers <laughs> 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 Doesn't matter now that I can do both hands. You're, you're ambidextrous then. <laughs> Definitely. If, if that can be applied to wine glass oh, holding. <laughs> everything. But um, it is about like I. you don't just hand a child a sharp knife. It's mm. definitely we have our rules and, you know, I would always explain to the children, giving them the information like, like when they're using it, you don't run yeah. with, with a knife or when you're completely when you're finished with it, like as simple as don't just drop it into the sink mm-hmm. of soapy water that somebody can put their hand in. Like, you know, that this is an instrument and it's a sharp object, but you are responsible enough. And these are the rules that go with it. And when you finish cooking with your knife, you will clean it safely and you put it back in the drawer. And the kids love that because they feel, yes, I am responsible. I can do this. OK, it's the parents that sometimes mm-hmm. have the hang up because they, it's it's about keeping our child safe. And the parents, the clean up is the big thing as well. That's the, clean, the, <laughs> the cleaner. Do, do do we manage to benefit and get a few life skills in there around cleaning as well? Or is that just No, well, I try on? my best, but I can't promise anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> now like, that you're leading yeah. us to follow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a cleaner kitchen. This is yeah. what I want to know. You know, I, I do. I try my best because sometimes like Liz would be floating off and I'd look at her and she'd go, grab the cloth. Oh, look. <laughs> Circular motion <laughs> yeah. looks convincing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> While slipping out of the kitchen. <laughs> you know, we do. We try. We try. We do try to to introduce the hygiene and the clean up. I can't promise it. You know what I mean. But sure, I'm being realistic here. So school lunches, school lunches, the bane of our lives. So the bane of mine anyway, along with homework. I knew I'd get a dig yeah. in there. Yeah, <laughs> homework. So we're putting school yeah. lunches. The other bane of my yeah. life. Yeah. Come here. How do we get our kids eating school lunches? Like if you're going in to Aldi and you're picking up something to, that you're hoping your kids are going to eat for their lunch at the um, each day of the week, is there something you should be keeping an eye out for? Is there is there a, a knack to getting the kids eating the lunches? What do we do? Do you know what? We all have the banana and the apple that travels, yeah, that travels, and travels back, back <laughs> and forth in the school bag every day. You know what I mean? That someday we just hope that it's going to be eaten. Whereas simple little bakes as well. I know a lot of parents are going, I don't have time to be baking. Yeah. But um, I have a very simple oat and banana bake recipe that you can put grated apple into. So that um, and it is saving food waste too. So that apple and banana that is travelling back and forth to school, for instance, okay, we can grate up our apple and we can slice our banana and we have some porridge oats and, you know what I mean, a little bit of butter and we're going to, a little bit of golden syrup, tiny little bit, we're going to bake it in the oven and slice it up. It's going to keep in an airtight container for four days and... So you have a few days you can get out of it. Yeah, a few days you're going to get out of it and it tastes really good and... um, it's having those little kind of recipes up your sleeve, yeah. thinking, OK, before you're going to 
to, you know, you nobody wants to be dumping yeah. the, the banana and the apple. The banana's going to be well bruised. You know <laughs> what I mean? But at least we have a use for it. Yeah. I always say as well, when it comes to school lunches, you need to ask the kids what yeah. they want to eat. You know what I mean? Every school has a policy, you know, stick to their guidelines and, you know, mm. look at, you know, like your carbohydrate or look at um a simple sandwich. Something that if you're... Ca- you know, because we can get really carried away in September when it comes to lunches, that if your child is not eating it at home, what makes you think that by, by sending them to school with it, that they're going to eat it in When school? they have less time yes, to eat that's and it. Not, you're not there to coach you them. Like, talk to them, see, ask them what the other kids are eating and what are they, you know, just, you know, getting their involvement in the process as much as possible, you know what I mean, is is, is going to be key because if they know what they're getting, even getting them to do the lunch as yeah. well, you know, if they know they're not going to get a big surprise when they open the lunch box, then they're more likely to eat it. So is there anything to be said for taking them to Aldi with you to do your shopping and going, well, OK, pick out a few things there I now. would always say to, you know, when it comes to even the, you know, the... F- the meal plan or it comes to, um, you know, what you are putting on the table every week is about making a list first, OK, and getting the kids involved yeah. in that. And like it's a group effort. And I know bringing the kids shopping might be the worst, you know. Yeah, I am wor- thinking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I say that going, oh my God. But, <laughs> but if they have an input, and they, you know, we're talking about balance and we're talking about meeting in the middle. If they know what they're getting and if they're getting him, they're going to be more excited yeah. about what's in the lunchbox or what they're eating. Again, no. it's back to give, I suppose, giving back that little bit of control yeah. there yeah, and that little is. bit it's of about involvement. Choice and control, yeah. And do we mix it up or do we keep it the same? Do you know what? That depends on every child. Like you can, of course, if you got, um, you know, as we say, a child that is going to be, you know, going to try all mm-hmm. sorts of foods and it's definitely important to mix it up. But it's about involving the child and tell and going at their mm-hmm. pace and seeing what, you know, like t- seeing what their peers are eating as well, yeah. because they're going to eat what their peers eat a hell of a lot more than what we yeah. are going to put in front of them. They're yeah. the cool guys. We are just kind of the parents that are... We're just the ones who make it. Yes. <laughs> We're just the ones who make the lunch. I, come here, I have a few quick fire questions for you. <sighs> top, right? No pressure, but okay. top of your head okay. answers, right? Okay. Party at your house. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Is it a big sit down or a buffet? Oh, it kind of depends, buffet. Oh, <laughs> because, it was like giving too much you're no, going to <laughs> I've thought about it because um, at parties uh, when I'm arranging parties no I want to be able to chat and I want you know because this is what I do uh-huh. you know what I mean yeah when it comes to a party we're talking about yeah buffet definitely buffet yeah. definitely buffet breakfast for dinner or dinner for breakfast oh well you see it can't oh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> It can depend what day of the week it is because we've all had that curry for breakfast. This sounds to me like you're just buying time here. <laughs> no, now. no, no. Okay, curry for fire. breakfast after night. 
no, like that's what I'm saying. Like we've all had our brunch, yeah. but then on uh, uh, on a certain Sunday morning, we've all dived into the <laughs> fridge. And what did I bring home for the takeaway? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into the fridge and yeah. see what's there. Yeah. So, There's also a lot. Can I just say, as you know, the non-chef here who makes a mean roast potato, you can't overrate. You oh, can't or roast over, or, you know, just a for nice breakfast. thing for breakfast, roast potatoes. Okay. Yeah. Cup of tea. Your digestives, roast potatoes, all beige, all very nice. Coming from someone who loves a lettuce sandwich. <laughs> Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, well, they're just totally undervalued and underappreciated. Lettuce sandwiches are okay. the biz. <laughs> the biz, yeah. the absolute biz. One food you could never go without. Oh, God, that's so hard. Like, why is it not chocolate? <laughs> no, because uh, I am more savoury. Hot nuts. Oh, Hot nuts. Yeah, I love, yeah, like mm. savoury. No, uh, yeah, and chicken. <laughs> I'm not chicken versus chocolate and wine. <laughs> That's hands on with fresh ingredients. <laughs> red or white wine. Here we go. Let's go. Yeah. The thing is now, I love a bit of red wine, as you know, yeah. but it doesn't love As you know, she says. As, as we don't tell any stories about yeah. the red wine, Jen. Um, red wine makes me forget my keys. So I. Quite... <laughs> That's not all it does, Jolene. <laughs> so, um, or forget how to use keys. So, and walk and... so so, um, gin. <laughs> Red or white gin, right? <laughs> okay, so you have a tenner to make the perfect family meal. What are you making? I would do curry. Yeah, a chicken curry. Chicken curry and hurry? Yeah. That always definitely. looks delicious. One and of these days, I'm waiting for you to make it and send it over my direction. Well, press to in 20 minutes. Even for my, even for my numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh. Yeah. Press to plate in 20 minutes. Really? The only thing you're really cooking is chicken when you think of it. Okay. Like, yeah. Now you see, I have to get the chicken with a fork in each end because <sighs> I can't touch the chicken. <laughs> I can't touch, I can't touch the chicken to matter get, you see it's fun cooking in my, <laughs> you should see me trying to put a roast chicken on. You take it, I take it out of the packet and I have a, a fork up its arse and a fork in <laughs> You're, you're just... trying to lift it into the onto the onto the tray because I can't touch the meat either. So oh, yeah. Lucky you're gorgeous. So the idea of chopping up chicken for your chicken curry in a hurry again. Scissors, scissors. Yeah, and a marigold. Yeah. Well, uh, not even to. a marigold that you you can use a glove. Like that's what the kids use. We're talking so that, kids in the so kitchen here. They this... they use scissors. Yeah, they they have okay. um, chicken kitchen scissors. And yeah, I maybe maybe mm. there is merit in me attending yeah. these. Yeah, there is <laughs> <in the> kitchen <laughs> classes. So what's next, Jolene Cox? One yummy mummy. Well, this is an exclusive, and it is literally just the ink is just right. I have just signed our kids in the kitchen book <gasps> deal. Yes. Oh and my god. Yes. So it is a dream come true. And um, this is going to be due out in spring 2025. And it is going to be a cookbook that is, you know, for our next generation, for years to come, hopefully. Um, yeah, a cookbook like no other. A cookbook for kids that um, one that they will actually use and love and give them them vital skills for life. So, yeah. Congratulations. So excited, oh, that's yeah. brilliant news. Well done, you. I'm looking Thank forward you. to that one coming out. Yeah. And where else can we see Jolene Cox, One Yummy Mummy and Lily May in action? 
So you will uh, see us on our Instagram every week cooking away. Uh-huh. Um, go to www.oneyummymummy.com for our kids in the kitchen classes and you will get all the information. We cook every Tuesday live at five. All classes are recorded so the kids can cook when they when it suits them. And yes, we'd love to have everyone in the kitchen. And maybe, maybe when you see yeah, the next and you made chicken curry in a hurry. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Take a picture of your plate <laughs> yeah. and I'll share it on social media. <laughs> me, Lily May and you all there with our chicken curry in a hurry. Yeah, definitely so. Charlie, thank you so much. Thanks a million for joining us today. Ah, uh, thanks, Jen. Thank you so much to Jolene Cox for taking the time to chat with us. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to share online or tell a friend. If there's a guest that you'd love us to have on the show, please do get in touch at aldi.ie forward slash Mamia. Whoa! Prices keep dropping in store at Aldi. With loads of your favourites getting the price drop treatment. Like high protein mousse 200 grams was 175, now 149. Melt in the middle fish cakes two pack was 349, now 299. And Irish lean beef burgers two pack was 289, now 249. Ooh, lean burger, lean price. Follow the path to lower prices. Go all Aldi. Prices checked 8 to the first 24. Details aldi.ie forward slash save.